What's up, soul man? How you What's doing? Up? How are you? Not bad, man. Not bad, man. What a soul. Yeah, absolutely. Playoffs this year have just been something else between oh, yeah. the matchups. Yeah, the, spoiled. Got some serious pedigree this year, didn't we? Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't been this excited for a Super Bowl in a long time. So Me either. I can't even think of a Super Bowl in a long time that has this kind of storyline. Mm -hmm. so, and you could say that about the divisional championships as well. It's been yeah. a very exciting year. Unreal. But. It's like you've got the passing of the guard. You've got all these aging mm -hmm. quarterbacks back in the playoffs for one last hurrah. Yeah. It's been very exciting. Very exciting. Absolutely. Just a quick start before we get into our Super Bowl preview. Who are you... Of all the older coaches, who surprised you the most with their changes? You know, was it Phillip Rivers in Indy? Was it Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? Obviously, he's accomplished the most. But um, I think Phillip Rivers would be my pick, actually. Interesting. I think he, I thought he put together a really solid season. Of like a twenty-four to eight touchdown to pick. You know, mm -hmm. Philip Rivers did his thing. Passed for a lot of yards. But what surprised me, honestly, was the turnovers. He did not turn the ball over as much as I thought. I, I agree. When you said Philip Rivers, that was the first thing I thought was the ball security. He was, mm -hmm. you know, this was not a very the last couple seasons. You were you really got scared every time Philip. He Rivers was really played. pushing into that James Winston category almost. But absolutely, yeah. You didn't want to see him go out on his last season on a team, new team mm -hmm. with twenty plus interceptions. That would have been tragic. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. Truthfully, and I was, mm -hmm. I didn't want it to, but I think he was a much bigger part to the Colts' success than people really want to talk about. And I don't think he's going to be as easily replaced as people think. I agree. I really agree. Um, mm -hmm. You know, unless they can pull off some blockbuster move, and we'll get into the QB carousel that we've got yeah. kicking this year and all these hot names that are popping. Um, but I think like most seasons, there's going to be a lot of chatter and not a lot of action. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if guys like Watson stay put. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out. And we'll get a little deeper into that here in a minute. Let's get to our Super Bowl preview. Okay. It's a matchup we and you and I predicted. It is actually. It is where you know. I'd just like to clarify. Okay. I almost went perfect in my playoff predictions. Okay. Not here on the podcast. I called some last-second upsets that were wrong, but right in my pre-playoff, I almost went perfect. Yeah. Almost. My undying affection for Tom Brady paid off for me this Absolutely year. Absolutely, it did. <laughs> <laughs> what I do like though is you and I both when we sat down mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season both said Tampa Bay would figure it out halfway through the season yep. get in as a wild card and man that couldn't have played out absolutely did yeah it, it played it. out exactly like we predicted mm -hmm. so let's get to the Super Bowl let's just jump right in who do you like in this Super Bowl because there's a lot of interesting facets to this game a lot of different ways it can mm -hmm. go I can see it being high scoring low scoring at the end of the day who do you think wins I like Tampa in a more Kind of uglier one, but I think points will be scored, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think both quarterbacks will throw a pick or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my pick is Tampa 28-24. How about you? I'm going with Tampa as well. Um, I'm going to go a little bit out further, though. I really think for the first – I think – and you and I have talked about this. The, the line issues on the Kansas City Chiefs is a very mm -hmm. real thing. Yeah. And as much as, you know, people want to talk about – Golden State Warriors type of game that they play. <laughs> I think it's a lot more about that offensive line. Yeah. It's been unstable all year long. There's been people shuffled in and out. You know, now you've got Fisher mm -hmm. out. Um, 
Help me out. Who's the other starting? Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, he's absolutely. Those are two top pro. top line tackles. We do not, you know, it's not the same team. That's two Pro Bowlers that are out. And not only that, now you've got guards playing tackle. Everybody on that line essentially is going to be playing out yeah. of position in the biggest game, and they're going to be playing against what I think is the best front four this year. Honestly, I agree totally. Mm-hmm. Their whole like uh, front line. I think we saw it. It was their center and both of their guards mm-hmm. either haven't started an entire pro game in their life right. or are starting their second. <laughs> right. It is so bad. It is. It really is. It's, it's, to me, and I've heard other people make this comparison, it kind of reeks of you know, the undefeated Patriots yeah. team that went in and just could not get it going against, against, Giants. That, against that Giants D-line. Mm-hmm. How ironic is it? JPP back in hand <laughs> to face Brady with his new team. JPP and Strahan, Shaq Barrett and JPP. Yep, absolutely great storyline. <laughs> you know, um, um, Vita Vea, Nadonik and Sue. It's a nasty front four. It is. I'm thinking back to that Giants team. I believe it was Osi Yuminora, Strahan, you had JPP. I cannot mm-hmm. recall who the other inside tackle was. But anyways, it's it's dominant. They can get yeah. rushed from the middle. They can get it from the edges. And I think what makes Tampa Bay even a notch better is they've got some two of the best linebacking tandem, I believe, in football between Levante David oh, and absolutely. That's the best duo in the league, in my opinion. They are absolutely, yeah. So any, any shortcomings up front, these guys can make up for. And I think the pressure that's going to be pushed up front by Tampa Bay is going to allow Levante David and Devin White to make plays in the middle of the yeah, field. I think I they're going to take away... We all know, as, as great as he is, I, you know, and I've talked about this a lot, Mahomes takes a lot of chances. <laughs> um, in this game against that front seven, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Tampa's secondary is underrated, too. It is. Carlson yeah. Davis like, mm-hmm. clamped Michael Thomas on a bad ankle. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still Michael Thomas. He did the same thing to Adams, really. Yeah. I think talent for talent, the front seven on Tampa Bay may be the best defensive front seven in football. When fully healthy, I really do believe that. And I don't think that the secondary is a weakness. So I think mm-hmm. you combine those two things, it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, however we want to dice it up, the, the Chiefs have not been nearly as dynamic. Yes, they've shown flashes. They've made the plays they needed to make to win games, but not against Tampa's defense. Um, mm-hmm. I draw a comparison against what they did to Green Bay. Um for the second half of the season, Green Bay's offense was absolutely more dynamic. The best in the league. <laughs> more dynamic than the Chiefs. They finished not, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Not quite as explosive, but every bit as dangerous. Yeah. And they had a really hard time, you know. And Rodgers has a lot That's more experience than the Hawks. Let yeah. me ask you this. Do you think there's any specific players on either side of the game? that are sort of an X factor, that they have to play well for either one of these teams to win or something like they that? They have to play well? I'm going to look to the guy that made a ton of disruptive plays in the last game against the Packers for the Bucks, which is Devin White. That was going to be, yep, yep. I totally agree. I think he's just a, he's a, he wreaks havoc, you know. He's got the cover. Him and Levante David both are capable, as capable of anyone as anyone in the NFL <laughs> of picking up Kelsey and actually, you know, jamming him up and making his life hard. Especially White. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think the front seven, mm-hmm. or uh, the – Defensive front, you know, Sue and all of those guys, mm-hmm. they're going to give Mahomes a hard time mm-hmm. and give uh, David and White place to be made. So I think it just comes down to if they make those plays. I agree. I think it plays right into Mahomes' 
call it a strength or you can call it a weakness. The fact is, he's a river. He gambles. He throws balls yeah. that you should not throw. He breaks every rule of traditional quarterbacking <laughs> at least once in every game. Yeah. So you know, rolling to the right, throwing crossbody across the field yeah. against that defense, it's dangerous. You know, I don't know if he has the restraint, especially if they get down. To you know, and the other side of that is a flip to the other side of the ball. Yeah, the Chiefs have some dynamic playmakers, but they're not a shut you down type of defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to let you get yards. And I think Brady is the patient, methodical type of quarterback that can actually pick them apart. Yeah. You know, I won't be surprised at all to see him throw a pick. I think oh, half yeah, I these think picks they've thrown this year are long punts. They're almost Bruce packed, you know. picks, like Correct, yeah. Two of them in the Packers game, I think, were. Very much scheme-based picks, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Um, so, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I definitely like the Bucks in this. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction for score, though, I think it's going to get a little squirrely. I can, I think that it's going to be 35-21. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get 35-21 Bucks. And I know that's a shocking total. It's And it's kind of meant to be. But that's how I really feel like it's a matchup league. And, yes, the Chiefs are that one team that has a handful of players that are capable of – Breaking and beating those miss, you know those mismatches. But I really think this is a game where the strengths of Tampa Bay play directly into the weaknesses of Kansas City, and vice versa. Like I said, Kansas City's defense thrives on big plays by the Honey Badger. You know, I think he'll get a pick. The Badger. I do. I think he'll get one, but I do think Brady is cognizant, conscious of that, and I think he will do better than most quarterbacks would in that situation of not forcing the ball into those places. Mm-hmm. Brady's not going to come out there and be rattled like Josh Allen was and not yeah. take his game. Let's talk about the fact, too, that the Bucks are at home. This is a home game. I know. There's not, <laughs> yeah. It is. No crowd. I think but. there's, what, 16,000 fans? Is it up to – I don't know the number. So, um, 16,000? I don't know if that's – I think that's how many were in the uh, Green Bay and Bills game. Okay. Yeah, I believe from what I've read, it's it's obviously dependent upon city, county, depending yeah. on where your game is played. I do not know for for sure what Tampa Bay's situation is or Florida. I think it's safe to say twelve thousand of those fans are Tampa fans. <laughs> if least. it's twelve hundred fans for a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a loud crowd. Yeah. You know, and especially coming off a season where you haven't had fans in the stands, it's not going to take a lot for <laughs> yeah. it to be disrupting. Just hearing that noise again with that ferocity of a, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's going to. And it's going to have a different. You know, typically, you can wipe the home field out, obviously, for a Super Bowl. They're all playing in a foreign yeah. place, and it's a, basically a celebrity event. There's not true you – know, there are some, but it's not a diehard fan base that's coming to support. You know, there's not yeah. – if there's 80,000 people in the stands, 40,000 aren't for the Bucks, 40,000 – there's a lot of casual fans that are just there for the Super Bowl yeah. experience. definitely. I think in this situation, Tampa Bay is smart. I don't know how they – can dictate that but I think the fans that are allowed in the stands will generate enough noise again coming off of a year so quiet that it'll, it'll be a factor somewhat. yeah I agree if yeah. nothing more than an emotional lift it may not be loud enough to disrupt Mahomes or really throw off anything but yeah. I do I definitely I think it's going to be an emotional lift for the Buccaneers a lot of teams have gotten loud this year with low fans yeah Bill's Mafia got loud yeah. That Chiefs game got loud and they were having That fan Buffalo. base is something else. <laughs> they are. Wow. That fan base is uh, something to, I don't know if it's to be applauded for or just mm-hmm. <laughs> take it as you mm-hmm. will, but they're something else. Absolutely. You know, backtracking back to our championship games, too, I think we were dead on our picks as that as well, weren't we? Correct, yep. Yeah. 
Um, and that game pretty much played out exactly how I thought it was. I think the yeah. end score in the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, it wasn't as close a game as it looked even at the end. You know, I felt like Tampa Bay had that game in hand the entire time. Really? Tom's two back-to-back picks certainly made a, made you, you know, squirm a little bit. That's what I was – I think the Packers should have won. Dude. I think Aaron Rodgers choked. That's what mm-hmm. I think happened. He scored, what, six points off the three turnovers? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the problem. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that game should have been that close. It's a little bit of both, though, too. Because I think, again, I think Tom Brady's two picks were kind of calculated risks. Yeah, they were essentially punts, so it's easy to yeah. pile on Rodgers that he didn't do anything with those, but his field position wasn't great. He probably would have been in a better situation had they just punted. Yeah, so that's true. All turnovers are not created equally, in my opinion. Yeah, um, two of them are just the prayers to Evans. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, though. You're right in the sense that if Brady gets you know, overly confident or things just don't go well <laughs> and he throws two picks against these Chiefs, I believe Tom, Patrick Mahomes finds a way to convert those, you know, I agree. He's got that magic at the end of games, too. You know, that he does. Um, I feel like it's the opposite. You know, I think if there's a knock on Rodgers, it's that I feel like that team folds tent, and, you know, I, yeah. emotionally in a lot of games once it gets out of hand. If they aren't dominating, I feel like they tend to pout or at I least agree. not Especially, respond to the moment. Yeah. The Chiefs look like they're unfazed by it. I, the I Chiefs could be down 21 nothing, and the, the Bucks better keep piling Half the on. time they are. <laughs> right. Literally, the right. Texans game, 24 mm-hmm. nothing at the end of the first, 28-24 half. Correct. The Buffalo game, they were down 9 nothing early, mm-hmm. 38 to something. Right. <laughs> just like that. It's just... And let's be real. The Bills had chances in that championship game in mm-hmm. spite of how bad they played. That was a sloppy, sloppy Bills performance, and that game was never completely out of hand, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't. They didn't take advantage of the plays, much like Green Bay. You know. I thought Josh Allen played terrible, honestly. I agree. I agree. I think he had two dropped picks. Mm-hmm. He missed a third down, an easy third down conversion. That would have been huge. That was early before it got out of hand. Right. I mean, that's a big momentum shifter. You can convert that. But. And here's the X factor, too. He looked like he was, you know, everything from his body language to the you know, sideline shots of him and stuff, he looked like the moment was really big for him. I don't yeah. want to go all the way out on a limb and say it was too big for him, mm-hmm. but he is a young cut player. I don't think – I think Brady and Mahomes are cut from the same cloth in the sense that they realize they're playing the game, and that yeah. type of emotion or letting it get under your – it doesn't help you win football games. I think it's, <laughs> they stay in the moment, they stay calm, and do everything they can to win, and they're not going to get overly emotional about it going bad. I um, definitely agree. Yeah. They just play football regardless of the game. Just mm-hmm. – Play football. So we both like the Bucks. You like it yep. as a little bit closer matchup. I know I'm way out on the branch on my pick. Um, so if you think it's going to go like that, how do you think Brady and Mahomes are going to play? Can you give me some stat lines? Sure. Um, absolutely. I think – all right, so I'm going to say predict Mahomes racks up a bunch of yards. I think he's going to throw for 350-plus. I agree with that. I see two touchdowns, but I see two or three picks. Three all the way up. Okay. Possibly. Um, I do see multiple turnovers. It could be a fumble. I see sure. two to three turnovers from okay. them that they won't be able to capitalize, you know, that they okay. won't be able to recover from. Um, and again, that Tampa Bay defense, I think people have slept on it all year. You and I, oh God, the yeah. first few weeks of the season, like, wow, this is, they play with their hair on fire. This is a rough, rugged, it tough, so fast f- bunch. There was a weird lull in the middle of the season. They had some guys out, some mm-hmm. injuries. Things weren't clicking quite as well. 
They got it going when they needed to. Though. They absolutely got it going. And that I was think... one thing that scared me heading into the playoffs, but they did just fine. Yep. yep. They exceeded expectations, really. Mm-hmm. No, I think they're firing on all cylinders, too, and I think that the Bucks are playing complimentary football. Mm-hmm. Um, the running game, Brady picking and choosing when to pass. You know, I think they've yeah. gotten a little bit away from the no risk it, no biscuit methodology and are mm-hmm. actually playing more of a consistent game plan, but incorporating styles of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're up for a hell of a matchup. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite matchup in this game is uh, Scotty Miller versus Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. I think Scotty Miller wins. And I think it's going to be a game of quarters as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the yeah. first quarter is going to be incredibly slow. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see like a 7-3 score after the first quarter. I mm-hmm. think at some point in the second quarter, it's going to open up. I my agree. prediction is Brady's going to get the first two touchdowns of the game, and he's going to put that pressure on Mahomes to have to do some extra stuff. And I, that's I, where, I agree with that, actually. And that's where I'm afraid of him, pushing the ball into windows that are too tight for this defense specifically. Yeah. Um, and again, behind that line, I think we're going to know early if I'm right or not. <laughs> I do too. It's going to be a matter, you know, I think Mahomes is going to be running for his life that whole first quarter. Mm-hmm. But they're going to, I think the Buccaneers are going to come out relatively conservative and not try to lose the game in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Really just feel their way into the game. Um, I think the two touchdowns come in the second quarter. I think coming out mm-hmm. of half, I can see Mahomes. I think they will. They'll get something clicking. I think that, you know, I, I see like 14-10 early in the third. And that's where I think it blows up because I think that's where I think Chiefs are going to score out of half. You're going to see them lighten up and be like, all right, we can do this again like we've done all year. We're yeah. going to play from behind. We're going to win this game. But I think Brady's going to have that quick strike play and then put them back on their heels a little bit. And I really feel like at some point in that mid-third quarter is where the turnovers start. I think now okay. like, oh, crap, second half – down 21-10, I think that's when Mahomes starts pushing a little bit. And that's, I think that's where the turnovers, I think that the mm-hmm. Bucks are going to get a couple cheap touchdowns in the second half. Not necessarily cheap, but they're going to be given extra opportunities to get those touchdowns. Um, I disagree no with you a little there. I think the picks will come early for Mahomes if they do happen. Okay. I would probably take that a step further and say, like, 0-0 zero zero first quarter. Really? I don't know if points will be scored, really. Interesting. I just think that's how this game is going to flow. No, you've got it as a lower scoring game in general. Yeah, I do. No, I, no. I feel like I feel like the Buccaneers learned a few things. I think against the Packers, I feel like every one thing I would say about the Bucks that I like, and I didn't see this early. I saw good game, bad game. What the heck's going on? Where the run and the <laughs> scheme variances? Yeah, and you couldn't quite figure out what they were even shooting for. I think as the year went on, they've just slowly ironed out the wrinkles in their game plan. You're 100% right there. Yeah. And I think by the time they get to this, they know. I think the running game for this is going to be key for the Bucks as well. Keeping mm-hmm. Mahomes out on the sideline. You're right. And I think that's key, too, of forcing those turnovers. Make him feel like he's got less time than he has. Yeah. Getting in a little bit of a hole, put the pressure on him, hit him, rattle him. And I, and I think it just, again... I, can't, I don't think you can underestimate the lack of you know, what's happened to that Kansas City offensive line. Yeah. Um, if that line's healthy, I think it's a different game. Uh, if the line's healthy, I think they would play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a hard time picking against them if that was the case. Yeah, definitely. Other They're than my, like I said, my undying affection for Tom Brady mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and his ability to just win games. 
man crushed. Yes, it is full on. But I've watched it for 20 years. I know. He wins games they're not supposed to win. He's lost right. a couple they weren't, but when he's true to himself and he plays his game, they win, and they find ways to win. Mm-hmm. They were down 28 nothing against the 28-3 to the Falcons in a Super Bowl. Didn't blink. Mm-hmm. Um, I see something like that, but without the explosion of points like the Falcons had. I don't think, yeah. the, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to do it with that offensive line. I agree. That being said, that line was healthy, and they got out quick. And Brady has to force the issue and push. Bad things can happen Different on that story. side of the ball, too. Yeah. If I'm Tom Brady, I stay the hell away from the honey badger. I don't want any yeah, part that's of what I was on his half of the field. Wherever he's at, every play goes to the opposite just because he's such <laughs> a menace. I know. If I'm Brady and Arians is, like, getting ahead of himself, mm-hmm. I think they got to go to the old, like, New England style. Like, take these, like, pass runs, like the screen game. Throw to your mm-hmm. – seriously, Leonard Fournette actually did pretty well in the pass game. You could absolutely do a lot worse – than looking mm-hmm. for that. He, you know, he had some that, – that run he had down the sideline. Against that was incredible. That was amazing. Yeah, uh-huh. spun around, showed a great feet, great balance. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful – That was an elite run. running back run. It was. It was. He looked like the Fournette at LSU. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. His demise is greatly exaggerated. You know, he was a thousand – He just hasn't been healthy, really, yeah. is the problem. Mm-hmm. Wasn't healthy this year. Wasn't healthy in Jacksonville a lot. Right. He did put together a thousand-yard season the other I did, I think. Yeah, sure. No, he did. Uh, that's why I said his demise is a little bit, from what I've read and understand, it, it's a little bit mm-hmm. um, situational, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Tampa's had a great line this year, too, so it hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Really has put a lot of stress off of <laughs> your retiring your nursing right. home quarterback and <laughs> Ronald Jones is. Yeah, I saw that you showed me earlier the goat versus the baby goat. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother debate we could do a whole show on. I, I, don't, know, right? I don't think, and I've heard this narrative, I do not think in any way, shape, or form this game specifically is an indictment on either player. Uh, yeah. I think Rodgers, at 37 years old, had something to prove, and he failed. I think I, Matt, agree. I think that was a serious knock on his long-term resume. I don't, I don't think Brady has anyone mm-hmm. to worry about right now mm-hmm. until Mahomes, you know. I agree. Six Super Bowls, that is retarded. Like, mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. Andy Reid might be gone in five years. They can't keep Kelsey forever. Right. They can't keep Tucker. They can't keep that squad together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what makes what Brady did so impressive. Absolutely. What he did with four different squads. <laughs> I really don't think Mahomes is going to have the tor- type of championship accomplishments that Tom Brady mm-hmm. have. I think that goes down in history for quite some time because we're going to yeah. have to be waiting on, like you said, the coach combo. It's not one player that can go on that type of run. That's a system-based, mm-hmm. that's an organization. I don't think he needs to, though. I don't either. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I'd put the line, if they win this Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think he needs two more. I agree. And I think he needs some more MVPs, obviously, that goes without mm-hmm. saying, some all pros and stuff. Correct. Because I think he will separate himself as better, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I think as of right now, he's already in that Rodgers boat. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when they have this all-time goat debate, it's yeah. like, hey, a little more gifted arm, can do a few extra mm-hmm. things. But when a push comes to shove, this resume versus that resume, there's not even yeah. a ballpark. I think Mahomes needs to get to that three, possibly four Super Bowls to really... I would say four, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... 
nobody's talking about it. I don't know if Mahomes' game ages as well as Brady's either. Definitely. Although he's shown the ability to dice defenses apart. Rodgers has done surprisingly well. It has. I think Rodgers back in you know his stupid years plays mm-hmm. a similar game to Mahomes now. Yeah. You and I have talked about that a lot. Like, if, if any of the athleticism, if there's any little a shoulder injury, yeah, just, just something that takes a little bit of the pop off of his ball, yeah. he takes way too many chances to be less than It becomes 25 touchdowns and 20 picks, not 50 mm-hmm. and 12. Like. Yep. I agree. So that's our Super Bowl wrap-up. We both yep. got the Bucks. a little bit different game. Mm-hmm. Super excited to see it. I really can't wait for this game. I think going in, this is the best quarterback matchup we've ever seen. Definitely the greatest storyline we've had in a long time. I would yeah. just say take it back to probably the undefeated Patriots team going into that yeah. Super Bowl. Just a chance to truly see history made. Mm-hmm. Um, and look what we got. One hell of yep. a game that was a defensive struggle. <laughs> Very interesting. It's going to be yeah. a great Super Bowl. I don't want to carry this on too long. But I think an underrated matchup here is uh, the former Steelers getting mm-hmm. their way. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I don't know it's how much interesting, impact they'll make. It's interesting it's caveat. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't think they'll both have – I think Antonio Brown will actually have a bigger impact because mm-hmm. everything I'm reading is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be back. Yeah, so they'll probably split touches or they'll just go all Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. I do not see them just waiting on Bell. Right. I don't think they're going to be able to run against that front seven either. I, I think it's going to be on Mahomes to win this game. I see Mahomes having like 50 attempts. I agree. No, I, I agree. I think he's going to be somewhere between 30 and 40 of 50. Yeah. For 400-ish yards at least, you know. He'll get two, three touchdowns, but I think he gets the two, three picks and a fumble too just because he's going to be under constant duress. The way he holds the ball, the chances he takes throwing it, they're going to catch up to him in this game, I believe, against his defense. I definitely agree. Awesome. Well, I guess we find out next week, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, we got some coaching hires this week. I know. You know. The only other thing going on right now is a bunch of trade rumors and uh, upset players that went out. And <laughs> Let's start with the coaching carousel. Boring. Oh, my God. Have you seen? It's got to be the least blockbuster group of coaches I've yeah. ever seen hired. You, you know, you've got insiders. Especially with who you have guys. available. Like, Absolutely. We're talking like, you know, Eric the Enemy, all these great coordinators, and then Nick Suratani becomes the Eagles head coach. Correct. Like, what? And then they wheel him out in his first press conference, yeah. and it's pretty much what everyone expected mm-hmm. is a young coach that's basically not going to have the cachet and be a little bit too appreciative of this first opportunity mm-hmm. at this age to really stand up and push back against Eagles' ownership and management. Yeah. I think they went out of their way to hire a guy that's going to go along with what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a disservice to the young coach because yeah, I really don't think they care. I think if they think they can get to 500, you know, maybe nine wins with Wentz for the next two years and get out from under his contract, much like what we just saw with the Rams. Yeah, definitely. I think that's their strategy. And if this coach gets rolled under the bus with it, I think they're okay with that. And if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'd be, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a bad relationship. I think he's, I there's no way he got to this level of football and not see the writing on the wall and what's going on with this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they think, hired OC, Shane, I know nothing about this guy. Shane Skyshin, never heard of this. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I don't know, from college or as a coordinator somewhere else or anything? No, he was. He was Justin Herbert's coordinator last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, there's some things. I mean, but again, 
Herbert, kind of like Joe Burrow, these look like guys that came into this league ready. prepared and ready to play. They just look like NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> and no offense to Shane, <laughs> but how much time did he really even have to work with Justin Herbert? Yeah. They had no offseason. <clears throat> they had no preseason. He wasn't even expected to play. This yeah. was Tyrod Taylor's season. You know, a freak injury 10 minutes before a game. Yeah, because his there. team doctor sucks. And he lit it up from the start, and he was consistent through Ever the years. Since. And I don't know that he showed great growth. I think he is who he was pretty yeah. much all year. I agree. So I don't know how much I'm going to tie of his <laughs> credit to this, you know, this coordinator as well. Um, I think something is uh, Carson Wentz is not Jared Goff or Justin Herbert. I think he sucks. Yeah. I think Herbert's good, and I think Goff's all right. <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. What's your over under on Nick Sirianni? I'm not. I'm giving him two years. I, think he I agree. <laughs> I would bet my entire life savings that he's out yep. after. A, I'll give him three at the most. Yeah, I feel like a Raheem Moore situation mm-hmm. where a great young promising coach is going to be put into a no win situation and yeah. then be blacklisted for another decade to get his another opportunity again. I think mm-hmm. Raheem Morris has finally reestablished his. Uh, brand or you know what I mean his ability to coach again to where he'll get a sniff in the next couple years as long as things continue this way mm-hmm. but um, that was a great yeah. young coach that you know yeah. if he would have walked into Mike Tomlin's situation in his mid-30s it may have been a different outcome yeah you know, sure I think every coach that was hired this offseason walked into a very similar situation so do I um, what do you think about the Chargers going defense Hi, Andrew, hiring Bri- uh, Brandon Staley mm-hmm. Joe Lombardi I don't actually hate that, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'd much rather – I think they really – I like the idea of a defensive coach, I think. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Herbert's really hard to work with. I don't think he needs an Andy Reid or some offensive mastermind. No. I think if they can build that defense, they have a legit shot at contending in that division. That's what this hire – and then also the hire of Joe Lombardi. Again, yeah. he's not a dynamic, groundbreaking, hot young coordinator. Mm-hmm. The fact that they weren't defense at coach and went this route at OC mm-hmm. tells me they're going to keep it plain Jane and let yeah. Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert. Just let him do his thing. Yeah, and He doesn't have to do a ton with how loaded this roster. It's a top five roster probably, mm-hmm. I would say. You're getting Derwin James back from injury, one of the more dynamic safeties in the league. That's a little talked about. They had some key injuries that people forgot about, especially yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. And the defense, giving up those large leads and stuff is what cost them games. Uh-huh. They were like the Falcons 2.0 this year. Absolutely. <laughs> they found ways to lose. A few yeah. tweaks here, a couple defensive stops, and that team yeah. has a different outcome. I agree. You can't say that about every team with a record like theirs. No. Um, we got the Steelers letting go of their OC and hiring Matt Canada. Good. Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball mm-hmm. like 10 times more a game than he should. I agree. I agree. Um, I think the replacement is probably – they needed to do something. Yeah. And it's something they need to be I don't, This up. isn't long-term. This they is need temporary. a damn running game. They need <laughs> yes. a, a run-focused coordinator because at this point, Ben Roethlisberger, 37, yeah. 38 years old, he knows how to throw the ball. He knows the passing game. Mm-hmm. He's going to perform as well as his body lets yes. him at this point. He's Give got him weapons. the easiest jobs you can. Yes. They need somebody to chew up clock. They need mm-hmm. an every-down back. James Conner is not an every-down back. Their line isn't even that terrible. Not at all. No, the line is in place. They literally yeah. just need playmakers at the running back position. Those should be easy to find this offseason, and they should be a much better team next yeah. year and get a couple guys back on defense. This season really changed my view on James Conner. 
Absolutely. He played terrible. He absolutely did. Behind a pretty the solid line. Benny Snell became your starter after that. Yeah. I watched him in Denver here. He couldn't get on mm-hmm. the field. He's not a starter. That's he's a not even, He's not yeah. a third down back. If he's yeah. in the game, that means you've had way too many injuries or you're mm-hmm. against the wall on the cap. They had some crazy injuries at the linebacker position specifically, too. Yeah. So, On the Matt Canada hire, I'm going to be Canada. <laughs> in the sense that I'm not going to have a strong opinion either. It just is what it is. They're just going to be Canada. I'm, I'm Canada on the Canada neutral. hiring. Absolutely neutral. They need to get Ground a running level. game. You know, Even if they bring in a run game coordinator, yeah. somebody specifically to work with that running back group and get some schemes and some things going. Yeah, I agree. Um, Raheem Morris to the Rams. I love Oh, yes. Dynamic D coordinator, head coach potential, been a head yep. coach in this league. He carries himself Combined well. that defense with that coordinator. Giving him those weapons, Ramsey, and yeah. Back-to-back number one defense. That's my pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find the next one interesting. Um, Falcons hiring Dan P- Dean Peace as their D.C., I, he's a great D coordinator, and you could have done so much worse. I like the hire, but man, yeah. you let arguably, in my opinion, one of the best DCs in the league walk out. So I don't mm-hmm. know, you know. They I also, think they just need talent. I agree. Mm-hmm. What is there on that D? I mean, I like Dion mm-hmm. Jones, but what else is there? Yeah, they don't have a shutdown corner. They don't have really a consi- They don't have a good pass rush. This team, to me, reeks of the Broncos post Peyton Manning, except that they still have Matt Ryan. But everything yeah. else got rolled over. They lost playmakers mm-hmm. on defense. They lost dyna- you know, guys that were dynamic at the running back position and receiver have fallen off. Yep. They're not the same team. They're at the point where they really need to rebuild because the guys they got left yeah. from that run are past their prime and really well paid. Right now, I would say they need to maybe Matt Ryan, maybe Julio. Mm-hmm. I would probably – lean more towards keeping Julio than mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of him. But I think they need to flip those two for picks. Yeah. I think they need an overhaul. They need to rebuild their lines. They need uh-huh. to get some pass rush. They need just they need playmakers at other positions. They've got Calvin Ridley and Julio yeah. Jones is an embarrassment of riches when you have an aging quarterback and you're winning four games and losing the yeah. way they lose. Absolutely. They also hired OC Dave Ragone. I remember him from college at Louisville. I don't really don't know the guy. anything else about that. Um Daryl Bevel going to the Jaguars. You and I, of course, Ohio State fans, got a lot of faith in Urban Meyer. <laughs> Not a huge Daryl Bevel guy. I didn't like the offense they've ran for years um, in Seattle when he was there. I didn't like – I feel like Matt Stafford definitely didn't improve, maybe regressed yeah. while he was there. I would say he regressed. I think he's got the right personality. He's a professional. I just don't think he's dynamic. You know. I'll be candid on this one. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Perfect. Uh, I don't blame you. <clears throat> Bears hired a new DC. Don't I'm care. Not quite sure why. Yeah, the Town's defense there. wasn't the problem. Defense is going to be fine. Yeah. We got our second, what a lot of people are calling an F grade on another Jaguars hire. So, you know, already Urban Meyer is making some questionable, you know. I only th- I don't know much about Trent Baalke. I remember his time with the 49ers, and he built mm-hmm. some good teams. Yeah, but I do, re- and I don't remember the details of it. But I do feel like there was a little bit of a he didn't leave on good terms, and a lot mm-hmm. of what happened with that team is it fell apart through the Jim Tomsula area. Chip Kelly, I think it was kind of a most people looked at him like, "What are you doing hiring these guys?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it all fell at his plate eventually. I'll give him a chance. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah. 
Falcons certainly shook it up. They also added a new GM again. Doesn't I'm matter. I'm not really. <laughs> don't yeah. care. Whatever. I don't even. It's next. Yep, I agree. What do you think of Dan Campbell? I think he's biting the kneecaps off the Lions. I don't think it's going to matter. I think they're just the Lions. Right. <laughs> Four wins next. The team, the team looks like they're playing on prosthetics already, so I don't know <laughs> what I, I don't think Dan Campbell does anything to help. I think mm-hmm. he's actually can be the opposite because the rah rah, let's kick some ass stuff doesn't really go over real well on a three and thirteen team that have adult men with kids in the locker room. They're looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? They look not <laughs> great anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna bite your bite kneecaps, kneecaps, if you don't kneecaps off. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Not impressed at all. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, and I don't want to harp too much on his overzealous, you know, intro press conference. Yeah, it is but what it is. It was about as awkward and bad as I've seen. <laughs> I'm gonna put it up there with Adam Gase. It's just yeah. like really. <laughs> just tell me the interview went differently because yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> don't uh, see it. Feel for him. I do. Just. Ugh. I do have got a great wrestling name, Dan the Hitman Campbell. <laughs> At the very least, if coaching doesn't work out, he can go to wrestling. And take we it. talked about Brandon Staley with the Chargers already. You know, I think it's a good hire. I'm not have too. a real problem with it. I think it may have been smart to go kind of like if there was a place for the enemy, one of these bright young, mm-hmm. you know, quarterbacks that has a dual skill set. Yeah. Obviously, Herbert's got some. I love the as enemy. Well. I just think he could have brought some of the passing game stuff to the Chargers. I would have liked to have seen them be more creative with you know who they had. Mm-hmm. I actually the one coaching hire I like is Arthur Smith. I do too. Yeah, I loved him in college too. I think he's a great coordinator. I do too. I think he'll be good as a head coach. Yeah, you cannot argue with the results. Tannehill was considered a bust, washed up. Yep. They got him for pennies on the dollar, turned him into a Pro Bowl borderline MVP candidate. Got him deep in the playoffs twice. Yeah. The run game is second to none. I yeah. love his commitment to who they are. Yep. Sometimes in that league, it is really truly about knowing what you're good at, what you're bad at. Minimize the bad, maximize the good. Yeah. I think he's the type of guy that does that. I don't think he'll win a ton, but they will be competitive. Um, I actually love the Robert Soleil. Yes. I, 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 I I'm drinking his Kool Aid. Let's just put it that way. I think he's a he's a very energetic. Guys like him. Mm-hmm. And especially in a team with a losing atmosphere and yeah. just a beat-down culture, they needed him. He's an uplifter. Yeah. And Jets, that, seven wins next year. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I um, like Saul. Like, they like, have talent, too. I see like a Marvin Lewis with the Bengals type uh-huh. turnaround where they just instantly, they're a 500 team. Yeah, you know. every year. I don't know if he's dynamic enough and from a scheme perspective to push mm-hmm. them over. They're going to have to figure out the offense. Yeah, but I think just defensively alone, he's going to have that team playing on fire. They've got good picks to work with, so I do think that there's that's my favorite hire of all. In spite of my liking Urban Meyer, I think Robert Saleh right now. Here's the other thing too: players play better for guys they want to play for. Yeah, and you can't deny the fact. I mean, there's a lot of Saleh's players that are really coming to bat for him. Also, you know. Kyle Shanahan as well. I mean, nobody has anything but like, man, this dude's a real deal. Yeah. And they're not saying things like you hear about these other guys. Oh, he's a great dude. He's been in the he's league a, good a guy. long time. Yeah. No, they're saying, no, this guy's legit. He's a coach. Mm. He's an animal. He gets yeah. his defense playing hard and fast. I love that hire. Yeah. Urban Meyer. I like it. I do too. I, he's I, a win now guy. 
Mental beat. Yeah. That is an experiment. Sucky, sucky division, especially without Watson. I agree. If he's out of that division. I got a little bit of a Jimmy Johnson Cowboys feel here. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see the 1-15 in season followed by three or four Super Bowl runs. I don't know if they'll get there as Jacksonville. Jacksonville isn't the Cowboys. Yeah. But I do think he's going to bring that kind of knowledge of the college game, his innovation, his personality. It's very similar. And I got to watch Jimmy Johnson jump from Miami to yeah. Dallas. And it looked like a nightmare at first. But he was very in tune to what he was doing. And I see some of the things coming into play where I think you're going to see him rack up picks and build from the college ranks where they uh-huh. know that, you know where Urban Meyer's got the inside track on all these players coming yeah. out. Um, I think it's a short window. I don't think Myers, even if they're successful, will be there more than four to five years. Yeah, I think he's going to play out this contract, test the waters, sure. you know, and barring him yeah. and Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence having some like symbiotic relationship, like you know Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Nothing in Urban Meyer's resume says he's got it in him to stick around and coach the Jacksonville Jaguars for the next 15 years. I don't see that. But I do think he's going to make this team relevant immediately. Um, I like the GM hire for George Payton. Yeah. you know What a showing it would have been, though, if he went away and got Stafford for cheap or something. Yeah. I would have loved that. He's such a good scheme fit in Schremer's offense. We've mm-hmm. talked about that absolutely so much. I do think either way, another set of eyes and ears and somebody with some real in-the-classroom type experience with building the, the team through the draft and, you know, the free agent market. I think John Elway is what he is. He's a great closer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with the, I don't know that he had the time and energy to really, you know, mm-hmm. for every good draft pick and free agent signing, there's a correlated test, a horrible one. And that just tells me he's going more on gut. I think George yeah. Payton brings that missing ingredient of the research. Yeah. Knowing what these guys are like off the field. I don't think Paxton Lynch happens under George Payton. I don't think I some of these other things happen under him. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer getting fired by the Seahawks. Cool. Next. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I need to see something different from the Seahawks. I don't know what the problem is. For as explosive as they were early in the season, we've seen this over. They can't seem to maintain offensive consistently yeah. throughout a season ever. Um, I'd really like to see that. Mm-hmm. I would too. I'd like to see some Russell Wilson consistency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's the problem. Absolutely. It's weird. They run so many different styles. It's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think all the coaches that were fired, you didn't have to be a rocket scientist to know that these were coming. <laughs> yeah. Same with the GMs. These are all bad teams, bad Do organizations yeah. with bad culture problems. Mm-hmm. When you pile all those things together, people get fired. Yeah. So I'm not really surprised. GMs, you know, it is what it is. The one I am excited about is George Payton because I think mm-hmm. it was a hole in how the Broncos operated. I think he brings that scout expertise and that you know the systematic approach to free agency yeah. and stuff that they needed. Any other coaching topics you want to talk about? Anything? Not really. It's just a lot of uh, boring, a lot of Canada, mm-hmm. and a lot of, ooh, that's cool. we got to yeah. wait and see what happens. We did. We glossed over. What do you think about David Culley down in Houston? Oh. <laughs> I, see, I see a hard time like, with any coach winning in that place. I agree. If there's no Watson, there's no wins. <laughs> I'm going to put him in the I'm sorry for you bucket with Nick Sirianni. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, dude, he's set up to fail. And yeah, I'm sorry. He might be a great coach, it and it's unfortunate. It I am glad to see Lovey Smith back in the NFL. I think he's an mm-hmm. NFL coach. Um, he and Marvin Lewis, I believe, were out of the league too soon. I agree. Um, they've shown the ability to win. 
they were in situations, you know, Lovey Smith got the team to the Super Bowl with Rex mm-hmm. Grossman at quarterback. You cannot underestimate <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, it's about my input, though, for the coaching. I agree. Not yeah. much to talk it's about. very, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just not, yeah, not, nothing super exciting to talk about at any level. Yeah. Well, no, it is exciting. Stafford is a Ram. That is exciting. Matthew Stafford is a L.A. Ram. And it's exciting whether it's a train wreck or a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's literally. a bold, bold move. Bold move. I'm kind of nervous about it because the hype has been generated just out of nowhere is unreal. Absolutely. Like talking about I'm like third Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. The Tampa, like. I don't know what people are looking at on paper and on the, even yeah. on game tape. This that tells team you has Stafford problems. is the guy that's going to elevate them. Goff was not the problem. They went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Lack of a deep threat, and yeah. as good as the stable of running backs is, they do not have a go-to guy. Yeah, yeah. I think Cam Akers will be, and he should be, but mm-hmm. if he's, but, I thought that about a lot of guys. Absolutely, and it just doesn't work and it out. It doesn't happen. And there's never more than really five to ten top-level mm-hmm. running backs in the league, and then there's just a bunch. And they of can't dudes. draft them because they trade all their picks. Yeah, and it's, if you're going to run with a bunch of dudes, you better have a quarterback that can move a little uh-huh. bit. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't. Love or hate the trade, other than it's really exciting to talk about, and it's a yeah. fascinating move. Um, I don't I really think there's a big part of it that it's a salary dump on the Rams. I think I they agree. do. I think they're realistic that. Staffing. I think they almost paid picks to get rid of that uh, contract. I agree. Have you seen that tally of first round picks they've let go? Seven, I think. Oh, it's unreal. Uh, two seconds and I believe three thirds in the last <laughs> five years. God. Just to clear, first of all, they gave those up to move up to get Goff. They gave yeah. up two to get Goff, and they gave up two to get rid Ramsey. of Goff less than one contract later. Yeah. Then they give up two to get Ramsey also? Yes. That's more worth it, I think. <laughs> and there's another one sprinkled in there for another player at some point along the way, and I can't remember who. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right on your number of seven. Either way, giving up six first-round picks, even if it is just six, I think it's seven actually, over a five-year span is unheard of. That's crazy. I agree. Um, I love the move for the Lions. Yeah. That being said, you know, when the Rams took that team to the Super Bowl, I looked at that roster and the amount of money and the age uh-huh. of the players they took on you, and I said it then. This is a one-and-done year. They're going for it. I think that's what they're and doing now. I kind of do as well. Then I think Sean McVay just makes them what they are. Like, yeah. At the, once this is all – it's not going to work, I don't think. I don't think it's going to work to the level they think. Yeah, it that's might what be I mean. good for one or two. I more think wins. they could get to a championship game, maybe. To the top, either. It's, they're not going to a Super Bowl though. Yeah, and they need to be honest with themselves. They're not as good on the lines. They're not yeah. as dynamic on defense or offense. Yeah. Truthfully, what they need is a real deep threat and a little bit better protection because uh-huh. I don't think Stafford brings anything that Goff did, and he's just a yeah. little bit better version of it. And that's even mildly debatable. Sure. I mean, statistically, yeah. essentially, weren't they the same quarterback this year? Goff was a little more picks, but basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah. I think I from a salary cap standpoint, and maybe that's what part of this is, too, is they're still cleaning up all those free yeah. agents they signed for the Super Bowl run. They could be. And to, you know, even if they don't know that Stafford's a great upgrade, he is only $9 million this year, $12 million next year, uh-huh. whereas Goff was going to be a hard cap hit of $40 million between the two years. So Yeah. Maybe it's math I just can't see. Yeah. But the idea that people are spinning this like they made some groundbreaking trade, they didn't get Deshaun Watson. They didn't get yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No. You know, they got they Matt didn't. Stafford. 
they went from the 17th best quarterback to the 13th. <laughs> Basically. I mean, yeah, depending on where you want to split yeah. these guys up and rank them, but I don't think beyond that they did. I agree. So. I feel like it's a little disappointing. I would have liked to see Stafford somewhere where he could really use his arm more. Yeah. Are you as tired of me hearing about Deshaun Watson? I love the kid, yeah. but my God. Deshaun's like my favorite quarterback, but mm-hmm. we don't know. And I will give you credit on that. You have been on him from day one. I tried to poo-poo it his first couple years a little bit, telling you, yeah, he's good. Real good. I didn't think he was this. And I, he really showed me something this year, playing so hard, you know, for a horrible team. That defense yeah. was god-awful. The worst in the league. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's debatable. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to wrap this show up with a little bit of free agent talk. We're kind of in this little dead zone between the Super Bowl and who wants to talk about the Pro Bowl? Nobody. Ever. You got any – who do you – who would you rank as your top free agents? If you were a GM and looking to upgrade, and you can go team specific, let's say, Mm -hmm. you know, pick a team and tell me who you think fits there really well or, you know, just who you think is the best available player. All right, hear me out. Joe Thune to the Bengals. Love it. Giraffe Peeney Sowell. Love it. Love it. Then you're, I think you're automatically an AFC North competitor. You've got maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the best quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yep. Um, I love Dak to the Colts, too. That's a great Deshaun one. to the Colts would have been one of my favorite things. That's not going to happen. They're not, <laughs> yeah. If they are trading him, it's definitely not going to be, so they have to play him twice a year. But. I agree. I agree. I think that pretty much puts them out of that talk, to be quite yeah. frank. I think Dak to the Colts, I don't think he's going to be uncomfortable or overwhelmed. I think that's a similar situation to what he had in Dallas. I agree. So I think it'll do just fine. I think it'll look great. You know, we're, we're definitely Bengals fans, but I see a lot of people on this free agent list that really <clears> appeal <throat> to me. Mm-hmm. Sad as I am to say it, A.J. Green is not one of them. You know, you, we've seen this. You know, We've mm-hmm. got T. Higgins as a younger version yeah. of A.J. Green. I'm, I'm Clear fine moving forward. Let him go. And if we could get Joe Thune and maybe Brandon Scherf that's, and just really Brandon build Scherf. that, we've got to protect Burrow. Bengals mm-hmm. got money to spend. They do. Shoot, what if we go all out? What if we sign? What if we build the best line in the league? We go out and get Dooney, Sheriff, and then Shaq Barrett. They, <laughs> yeah, a dy- I, I was Jessica. That was my next guess. Is they need one dynamic pass rusher on the other side of the ball to pair with mm-hmm. Lawson since Dunlop's gone. Yeah, I think I think I would keep Geno Atkins if you feel like he needs to rework his contract. Great. I hate the way he was used last year. So I do too. I, I don't see. think he's washed. I think he's not no, being used. I want to hear an explanation, if nothing else. Why was he, was he injured? Was he fighting yeah. through some things? What about it? Because that's that man is a team, dynamo. You know? Yeah. He's a generational player. Absolutely. I think there has to be something like. Mm-hmm. Got some great receivers out there. We got. Uh, Allen Robinson, Robinson, Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. This is good one. AJ Green may or may not be past his prime. I'll give him a little bit of credit. He's coming back off injury with no offseason. So yeah. maybe he can pull together another couple years. <laughs> he looks like he has mental problems. He really he Do looked, you remember that like Ravens pick? He was running yeah. in circles. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And maybe that's a situation where that relationship's just deteriorated so far. His quarterback's <laughs> gone. He's looking at rebuilding at the age of 30 yeah. something. He can't stay healthy to begin with. And he may just know in the back of his mind that with new coaching, young, great young quarterback, this team's going to get younger, and he's not probably finishing his career yeah. here, and he's not going to risk injury after what he's been through the last couple uh-huh. of years. Um, there's some good ones out here. I think you can get Sherman and Peterson at a discount, and I don't think their playing days are done. I, I think those are a couple great players out there. I love Sherman, even if he's not your number one or something, just to have. Mm-hmm. Even on your practice squad. He's just Absolutely. like – He's just great. 
Mm-hmm. You also got Trent Williams out there for the Niners. I don't mm-hmm. know if they have plans to re-sign him. I really don't know what their situation is. He's one of the is. best tackles in the league. He mm-hmm. should get re-signed. If- yeah, unless there's cap issues I'm unaware of, I would expect him to be back there. I don't think I he's too. getting out of San Francisco. Um, Kenny Galladay, I think they better hold on to some weapons because if you put Goff yeah. back there with nothing to throw to. I agree. If I was the Lions right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I would sign Galladay to like I – would, I would get him on the team for four more years, I think. Mm-hmm. Even with the injury – even if you have to pay him top receiver in the league money. Yeah. That's just how it is usually. Mm-hmm. That'll change every few years. Like, yeah. Um, every team has to pay somebody. I don't have a problem with paying Galladay. Tell you a player I'm really on the fence with is Justin Simmons. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great all-around safety. My problem with it is, is he's going to demand top two, three money. Yeah. In my opinion, safety is best played as a dynamic position, a hard hitter, a ball hawk. You got to have some, and he is just very good mm-hmm. at everything. Yeah. He's almost like an oversized corner out there, but he doesn't blow people up in the run. Yeah. He gets a couple picks here and there, but he's not the honey badger. Uh-huh. I think he deserves his production is gonna and you know, he's gonna hold out and want top level, top three to five yeah. money. I like, think that's what I think it's a bad Is he worth it? Yes. Is, Would you want him on your team? Hell yes. I yeah. want him every day and Sunday. I don't want him as a top three. Kareem Jackson safety. might be more dynamic as a run stuffer. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Somebody to hit. He under. probably isn't as consistent as Justin no, Simmons. He's nowhere near as but good. But he's not a liability, and he's going to make a couple plays a game, mm-hmm. or you know, every other game that that change games. Yeah, Justin Simmons, he has flashes here and there. I just I feel like he's a very, he'll make almost like a good plays, but yes, yes, mm-hmm. he doesn't make the plays that make you stop, and doesn't you know teams don't avoid Justin Simmons. Yeah. They're just careful <laughs> around Justin Simmons. The honey badger, you don't throw toward him unless you have to. I tell you what, if I'm a team in free looking for a safety and free agency, mm-hmm. I'd lean more towards Anthony Harris than Simmons just for pay. Sure. You can get him for cheaper. They're a similar mm-hmm. type of players that's yeah. super steady, not dynamic. I would I think, take Harris. Yeah, I think Justin Simmons is probably most valuable on a team that's really weak in the secondary. Yes, he can cover up some holes under corners. He can he can make up, he can cover in the slot. He's fast. He is, you know, dynamic enough. I think he but if you're looking for the playmaker to push your defense over the top, he's not that guy. But he's mm-hmm. going to get paid like that guy. And that's where yeah, I think exactly. my problem falls in. One of my favorite free agents that's available right now, Levante David. Yes. I want to see him come back to Tanner. I want to see him go to Denver. <laughs> yeah. As a homer and as a, you know, being selfish, I would love to see him in orange and blue. Mm-hmm. I think if the Buccaneers are smart, they've got a really special scenario. It's hard to find good middle linebackers and to jump off the paper at you. Yeah. They've got two. You know, name me ten other than those two. Yeah. But when you start listing middle linebackers around the league, those two are two of the first that come to your mind. So they've, they've got a rare chance there. And with the game evolving to more of a spread type mm-hmm. of play, I think it's really important to have these type of linebackers. I do know, too. Guys like Dante Hightower, Ray Lewis is yeah. in the past. They're not, you know, that are run stuffers and hard mm-hmm. hitters. That's less important. Now you got to yeah. pick up two running backs out of the backfield, maybe a second a tight, tight end. end. Yeah. The game's changed. I, I think, think David's the best tight uh, middle linebacker in the NFL. I agree. I don't even think that's a whole game. It's not a hot take. I think it's just a fact at this point. I think Wagner's, you know, just starting to decline. I wouldn't put him in that top tier anymore. Yeah. He's 1B. He's yeah. right there. He's close, but he's not. I don't think he's as I think Fred there. Warner's up there. He's a great player. Yeah. He's going to be the next, you know, as Le- Ponte's at 31 now. 
he's going to start aging quick. So I think, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's the next phase. Any other guys you want to talk about? Jeez, we pretty much went over everybody. We really did. Hunter Henry's an interesting one. I think he's just Hunter Henry. <laughs> Alan Robinson's a sleeper. He's going to be a great yes. addition for he's any an team. He's an amazing receiver. Yeah. You know, these guys would be good fits now for the Rams to round out that roster and get that deep threat. Yeah. I think they Cut would. and Woods are great. Two and three, two in a slot. But they need a deep threat. I would, if I was Especially with an arm like Stafford's. He yep. can stretch the field. Take advantage of it. If I was Tampa, though, I'd want to keep Godwin. I'd take him over Evans. Would you? I mean, name one thing other than jump ball. Yeah. Evans is better at. Yeah. It's. I'm torn. I don't know how much they miss with that because I think yeah. Scotty Miller's coming on. Scotty Miller's a player. Yes, he is. I think AB with an off season, if they decide to keep him, yeah. is more dynamic than Evans or Godwin next Easily. year. I think he's going to, you know, if he gets the chance to stick around, keeps his nose clean, he's going to be the difference maker. Neither mm -hmm. one Evans are. I like Evans almost as an oversized, undersized yeah. tight end for jump balls, even if his role over the years slowly devolves into simply being a red zone threat. Yeah. Seven yards and fifteen that. touchdowns, like and offhand, I don't know their payroll. I don't know what Godwin's yeah. gonna demand on the market. If you can get him at a bargain, great. If he wants to walk and you're gonna have to pay top money for him, I would go get Allen Robinson over him. That's what I, I would go I, I think they're both gonna demand it. I do too. So if you're gonna have to pay one, I would find a different receiver to pay. I'd pay Robinson really. I would too. I think he's a top ten receiver. Mm -hmm. And he's got some size, so uh -huh. over the years he may make. He's more of a number one feel to him. Yep. And if A B stays on pace, then A B, <laughs> Allen Robinson, Scotty Miller. I think almost at that point the salaries of Godwin and Evans could be let go. Yeah. So. Definitely. All right, my man. That's well, everything. That's it. You got Super Bowl next week. Yep. Scotty mm -hmm. Miller, Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, market. Do you have write it down? I'm going Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I, I think he's gonna he's yes. gonna get the whole the love of being, you know, it's his chance to win his seventh. I think that that. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, good night. See, See you. Later. Later.